If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. India now has the most populous country, is now the most populous country in the world. It's a democracy. We understand that it is, has, it, it, it is the brilliance and the backbone of our people as diverse and, and talents and traditions that make us strong as a nation. It's democracies that do that. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. Be sure to gear up for the summer with all the best in conservative merch. Yes, stewdoesmerch.com. Use the promo code STU10 to save 10%. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right now. Use uh, the whole subscription button. Use the bell for notifications. We appreciate it. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the overturn of Roe versus Wade. I've got some thoughts on that to, you know, I want to share with you how I feel about some of those annoyingly alive babies. Ugh, they're so alive. What will we do? Serena Williams' 2013 gender comments didn't get her canceled because that wasn't a thing yet. So we'll work on fixing that today. But we start by doing the Biden family cover-up. Let me start with this. Apparently, uh, Hunter Biden was trying to deduct some taxes. Uh, And look, we we all do that. We all have deductions, right? Okay. He wanted to deduct $106,000 of taxes. Now, we don't all have that, but he was trying to do that. And he said that he was going to go and attempt to do that. Here is a quote from one of the whistleblowers. So some of the items he deducted were personal no-show employees. Hmm. What are those? He deducted payments that were made to who he called his West Coast assistant. But she was essentially a prostitute. Another whistleblower told the committee on May 26th that he found several instances of Hunter improperly expensing flights for prostitutes. So guess who paid for Hunter's prostitutes? In part, you did. Congratulations. Deducted. And you get to pay the taxes. You get to deal with the extra little bit of inflation from Hunter's sexcapades. What a blessing this whole escapade has been. Um, The IRS has... uh, Uh, had all sorts of whistleblowers that have come forward. And I kid you not, some of the stuff that's come forward or come to light here the last, I don't know, couple of days is mind-boggling. I I, I don't know why I get surprised by it. I mean, this is a family that left a laptop at a computer repair shop as the dad was running for president that revealed all sorts of terrible, terrible things. I guess I should never be surprised, but I am. Uh, The IRS uh, agent uh, uh, that was a whistleblower told the House committee that there was meddling in the Hunter Biden case. You might say, wow, he must be really upset about that. Oh, I'm sure. Whistleblowers say IRS recommended far more charges, including felonies against Hunter Biden. And what is Hunter Biden doing with that information? Is he on his way to prison? No, no. Hunter Biden and A.G. Garland enjoy a White House state dinner. Well, first son faces federal charges. You want to see how sad he is? Look at this picture. Here he is, Hunter Biden at the state dinner, 
he is absolutely Kendall Roy. <laughs> he absolutely is. If you watch Succession, you know what I'm talking about. He's that guy. He's that guy. The incredibly corrupt son who is just a disaster uh, every single time he attempts to do anything. And, and looking at what has gone on here over the past few months is really incredible. I, I, and, of course, the media is it's impossible how stupid they are. It's impossible. Let me show you a clip. This is from uh, Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough, by the way, at one point reportedly was a Republican. But this is what he sees when he talks about the Hunter Biden developments. I do want to go back to Hunter Biden, though, because what we always hear from these insurrectionists and these weirdos and these freaks is that there's there are crimes out there. They can never name a crime. And then they say the media is covering up. The deep state is covering it up. You go covering up what? I can show you New Yorker articles from 2019 that laid bare not just what Hunter Biden did, but what Biden's family has done through the years. Not illegal, perhaps unethical. And, and the concern around Biden since 2013 that his son was embarrassing him. This has been reported on by The New Yorker in long, I don't know, 10,000 in, in The New York Times and The Washington Post. Unlike right wing pro Trump media outlets, this has been laid bare. I mean, it's, it's an absolutely bonkers stance. But just to take apart the, at the most basic level here, the GOP can never name a crime. Hunter Biden pled guilty to two crimes. He, he pled guilty. He pled guilty. What do you mean we can't name any crimes? Now, I think he should be guilty for more than that. Of course, he also had the gun crime he had to deal with. And I would say there's a lot more than that. We all saw him with prostitutes. Is prostitution legal now? Is it? I guess if you're in Nevada, it is under very limited circumstances, maybe a couple of other locations. We'll ask Hunter where we should go. What's the best? Maybe that's a new business for him, a tourism site where you can go and do all this legally. Because as far as I know, that wasn't legal. As far as I know, illegal drugs. I mean, illegal is kind of in the title of illegal drugs. I'm pretty sure those are crimes. But no one seems to care about any of that. And of course, above and beyond that, all the stuff that went on overseas is highly questionable and needs a full investigation to figure out exactly where that money went and exactly where the, what those crimes were. Uh, you know, of course, there's plenty of stuff out there. The top 10 hunter bombshells from just the news. You want to go through all of them? We could go through all of them. We could spend the whole show going through all of them. Uh, honestly, there was another CNN report that laid a lot of this stuff out, too. Some of the media is at least acknowledging that it's going on. It's a really fascinating thing to see. But let me just focus you on one little piece of this release uh, when it comes to Hunter Biden. And I, honestly, like, even though I know the guy left a laptop at a computer repair shop and we saw everything there, I never dreamed that we'd see a message like this. This, uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. This is a WhatsApp message sent to Chinese affiliates. And here is what it says. I am sitting with my father and we would like, we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. In other words, why hasn't this cash come in yet, boys and girls? Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain 
that the, between the man sitting next to me, he's already outlined that that's his daddy, and every person he knows, a threat, we're talking about the vice president of the United States here, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Dead, apparently, is the time, is the, you know, was the uh, argument that Joe Biden never spoke to Hunter Biden about any of his business interests. He's sitting there lining it up and it's sloppy, right? Maybe he thought if he didn't put it in a text and it was in a WhatsApp message, it would disappear and no one would know about it. Who knows why he did this? But he outlined specifically that Joe Biden was there following along this entire time and allowing himself to be used to pressure Hunter's business interests into forking over lots of cash. And not just business interests, foreign business interests, interests with con uh, contacts and control by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, the other part of this that's a tad problematic is, you know, maybe you could just say, hey, look, uh, Hunter Biden is a little bit uh, off his rocker at this point, and he's just saying stuff. He's BSing. His dad's not really there. Well, unfortunately, photos have him with Joe Biden that very day. Photos place Hunter Biden at Joe Biden's home on the day he invoked his dad to threaten the Chinese business partner. That's according uh, to the Daily Wire. And by the way, we've seen the photos. They're real. He was in the Corvette, driving the Corvette around that day. The day he sent those messages. Never did I imagine we'd find stuff that's that clear. In any other circumstance, with any other family, with any other normal person, this would be far more than enough to launch a massive investigation and probably put a large swath of Bidens into a wing of a local prison. But apparently not. Apparently not. Now we can't even think of what crimes could possibly be committed. You know, again, I mentioned this. Glenn did an entire show on the hundreds of crimes, hundreds that were committed by Hunter Biden, many of which apparently Joe was involved in. So what do we do with this information? This text, this WhatsApp message is as clear a smoking gun as you're ever going to get. The smoke is there. The gun is there. The bullet is there. The trigger is there. Everything is there. I guess now all we have to do is find the body. And, you know, when, you make, when you're making threats against a Communist Party uh, member, and you know tons of money are coming across. The body's there, too. I mean, we've looked at the banking records. We know this stuff does exist. The question is, is it legal? Did they walk the line from a sense of just pure legality? This is why you set up, uh, you know, uh, you set up uh, shell companies, right? You don't do that because you're trying to be lax. You do that to avoid trouble. Do you, do you have an, a foreign shell company? Do I? Does anyone you know have a foreign shell company? Who has foreign shell companies? I mean, maybe major international bankers have them for whatever reason, but I don't have them. Normal people don't have them. Hunter Biden, certainly. I mean, what is he, an artist? What, what does he need it for? And I will say, how is it possible we're finding out about this now? I was really frustrated this morning when, when I was going through all of this because the timeline makes no sense. We go through all of this buildup. We hear about all these whistleblowers and everything else. And then, but two days after Hunter Biden cuts a deal to get himself a little tiny slap on the wrist, now we find this message from WhatsApp. 
now we find all these allegations? We don't know if all the allegations are true from these whistleblowers, but we do know that this WhatsApp message is apparently true. And that WhatsApp message is enough to outline an absolutely a larger investigation. But now they've cut a deal with Hunter Biden to clear him of all this stuff. His la- when he's supposed to go with these uh, guilty pleas, it's supposed to wipe out all the, com- the criminal stuff around this. What does that mean for Joe Biden? What does that mean for the rest of the Biden family? They're going to try to use it to get him out of this. And I think the fact that they went with a slap on a wrist and instead of just dropping the investigation tells you that they'd rather have the slap on the wrist than have anybody else, maybe the next president, look at this any more closely. My guess is at this point, the Republicans are, re- are releasing this stuff because they want people to know it before that deal is completely official. They want to create some pressure right now before the judge fully signs off on the deal for Hunter Biden to try to reverse it. Because once they put this through, it's going to be hard to find anything else. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, you can't investigate people twice except for very specific circumstances. So the question is, if they had all of this information, why weren't they pressing for more serious charges the whole time? Obviously, the answer is because Joe Biden didn't want it. There's page after page after page of witness testimony saying exactly that, saying we had much more serious charges ready to go from the IRS and people kept getting stopped. The um, a storage unit that was a central place that they wanted to search to find more information. They talked about going after this. And one of the people involved in the conversations leaked to the Biden people that they were thinking about searching there. All of this went on behind the scenes to try to get this guy off because Joe Biden, the big guy, is still the big guy. Right now, he's the biggest guy, the biggest guy in the whole world. And despite how stupid he looks on a daily basis, he's using that power to defend Hunter Biden and so many others, especially family members. This can't go forward like this. The problem here is, and we've been talking about this all week, we've done multiple shows on the uh, the the justice system and and where it stands right now. And the problem is not just, okay, well, we're noticing issues with the justice system. The problem is eventually people give up. The only reason we have a justice system and, and, and the justice system with all of its flaws is a real core to why we exist as a country, why our nation has flourished all this time. Rule of law is something that has been incredibly important to the foundation of this country. We didn't take it as a joke. We didn't eh, just bribe the person off. Those are other countries. Our country is supposed to have rule of law. And the only reason that rule of law exists is because people believe in it. People believe in it. People believe in the system. They trust the system. They have for decades and decades and decades. And of course there have been hiccups throughout. But we're getting to a point now where people just don't buy any of this is real. They don't believe in the system anymore. And when you don't believe in the system, when the entire people come together to say, this is a joke, this isn't real, you can't trust any of this, your core institutions start to crumble. We have a country that's done a lot of great things here. We have an amazing experiment that's led the world out of poverty, out of the dark ages. This has been an incredible revolution that America has provided from its founding until today. But we are teetering on the brink here. We are asking people to believe in a system that it's, that we're asking them to not even believe their own eyes. The system is collapsing all around us and you wonder why people are questioning it. 
And once you have people questioning the legal system, they believe justice can't be served, really crazy crap starts to happen. We've seen some of that relatively recently. We don't want to see more of it. We have to get this under control. And I just wish, I wish there was a sole Democrat out there who would just say, you know, this is wrong. What's going on here is wrong. We can see the patterns here. We can see the path that they're trying to blaze. And we don't like it. And while we also don't like Donald Trump, and we also don't like Ron DeSantis, and we also don't like, you know, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, and all those people over there, they're bad. But we can't let this stand, can we? Nobody? You're going to put this on RFK Jr.'s shoulders? Really? That's where this is going to go? Where is the big-name Democrat that's going to come out and call out their own side, even if it's for selfish reasons, to destroy this guy and put you in place, whatever it is? It's just amazing that there is absolutely no appetite whatsoever for anyone outside of the political enemies of the president of the United States to find the truth here. No one cares. And when no one cares, you go down a road that ends very, very poorly. Uh, so what's your weekend looking like? Let me guess. Uh, some, maybe some heavy eating. Maybe some heavy drinking. Maybe a couple cigarettes. Maybe some medication that you're taking every day. All that stuff can screw with your liver in big ways. A lot of people have sluggish, fatty livers that make everybody make you gain weight. They make you lose energy. There's all sorts of things that go on when your liver's all messed up. They have 500 key functions that the liver produces every single day. It's time to help your liver with Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula is an all-natural supplement. It contains 12 clinically pr proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. If you're looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, and transform how you look and feel, try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. You get the bottle of blood sugar formula that will reduce sugar cravings and uh, some access to some great ebooks that help support every aspect of your health. You can try Liver Formula Health uh, Liver Health Formula today by going to getliverhelp.com/stew. You get five free bonus gifts today. getliverhelp.com/stew to try Liver Health Formula. We got on our little morning prep call today and I was trying to figure out what to do for our uh, opening monologue and two big things were there as ideas. One, was the Hunter Biden news and all the stuff that was going on there. The other was one year since Roe versus Wade. That, that happens, that anniversary is tomorrow. 624-23 is tomorrow. One year ago, of course, was 624-22. And we went back and forth on how to do this and who we wanted to talk to about it. And then I was like, you know what? I want to do the, both of these monologues. Let's just do them both. So we're, we're, it's going to be a lot of me today. I'm just going to run my mouth. And I want to talk about the, uh, the one-year anniversary here because... It's really an incredible thing. You know, it's probably the biggest story that has happened uh, as far as the Supreme Court goes in my lifetime. And it is a story that impacts so many people. Very often we talk about topics, and I get fired up about them, honestly. I get fired up about tax rates. You know, I get fired up about environmental policy. I get fired up about a bunch of boring things that make me very unlikely to be invited to a party. This is the sort of life that I live. And I know if you're here, you're probably also a conservative nerd like I am. And no one wants to talk to you about most of your interests. No one wants to talk to you about abortion either, I assure you. It's not something that's fun to talk about. But 
When you think about the difference between, let's say, tax policy and something like life and death, you can see why this is so important. Roe versus Wade, it was one year ago tomorrow. Uh, it was a Friday, and we are we we're doing the radio show. No one's expecting this to come down. Uh, it's one of the weird quirks of doing the show in the time frame, uh, the time period that we do it, is that all the Supreme Court decisions come down during our show. Uh, every single, every single time, every single one. They're always on the same schedule. It's always hour two of the radio program. So when these big decisions are coming out, I assure you, good place to go is the Glenn Beck radio program because we're always talking about it and, and, and following up, especially as we get closer to the end of the term and the big ones are coming out. And so this one was a surprise. Everyone thought it was going to be the last day of the term. It was not. It came out on a Friday. We were in the middle of an interview. We were talking about this a little bit on radio earlier today that we were in the middle of an interview with a guy from Utah. I can't remember his name or what he was even running for, honestly, at this point. Um, but he was uh, a guy that Glenn disagreed with pretty strongly. He had criticized him on the air a few times. This guy wanted to get on the air with Glenn to plead his case. And look, I, you know, it was a big thing for him. For us, I was like, why are we having this guy on? Like, does any, I mean, I, I know maybe some local people in Utah care. We're doing a national show. Really, do we want to talk to this guy? But Glenn was really interested in this, and it was an, it was an important race. And so he brought the guy on. We're in the middle of talking uh, to this guy. And in the middle of the interview, Glenn goes through this long intro. And right before he's basically about to ask his first question, uh, we get the news that Roe versus Wade has officially been overturned. One of the biggest stories, certainly if you're a conservative, if, if you're pro-life, one of the biggest stories of your lifetime. And uh, this guy who had called in got angry that we were going to cut him off because Glenn's like, look, we've got to talk about this. We'll have you on in a little while. He got angry about that uh, and did not endear him to the people of his community who, I don't know, for some reason found the deaths of 63 million children a little more important than his stupid little race in Utah. Uh, so, uh, by the way, uh, end of that story, he lost his race. Uh, they, they didn't embrace him after the way he acted, which was abhorrent, honestly. Eventually, we did have him on, and he didn't help himself later either. Bottom line was, uh, he, he was a loser, and he's going to lose anyway. But uh, this was a situation where you have one of the biggest cases in history. I mean, I would say, I think National Review called it the most egregious mistake in the Supreme Court's history, uh, or at least over the past half century. I think that's a fair way to look at it. There are, there are other competitors for that one, but not many. And of course, when you're talking about 60 some odd million people who should be alive and aren't, it's hard to compare scale when you're comparing anything to the issue of abortion. So now, of course, we have a story. We, we told you this long before, and I think you probably knew it. Uh, many on the left did not. Of course, this overturning of Roe versus Wade did not make abortion illegal. I would have liked that. I would have been happy with that decision. Did not do that, of course, however. It just brought it back to the states. And since then, states have been acting in different ways to uh, clamp down on the process. Some have tightened the restrictions just slightly, some have loosened the restrictions, and some have all outright banned uh, the restrictions. Um, and when you look at this, the, one of the big questions you can have is what exactly has gone on? What, has this made a difference? You know, I think appropriately we would all wonder, well, can't people just travel? If they really want an abortion, they can just travel for it. And that is true. Many people are doing that. Um, let me give you a couple of the estimates that we have here. It's hard to really know what the exact number is. 538 went through a process here back in April to try to figure out exactly how many abortions are not happening that would have otherwise. Um, and 
what they found was around 66,500 people in six months were, uh, were unable to receive a legal abortion in their home state. But this is between July and December of 2022. Now, many of the restrictions that are now in place were not in place in December 2022. Uh, it took a while to get them into place for them to uh, take effect and for all this to kind of shake out. But uh, in that first six months when they were getting into place, 66,000 people uh, were unable to re receive a legal abortion in their home state. Of the 66,510 people who couldn't get an abortion near home, an estimated 35,330 seemed to have traveled to obtain one. But the data also show 31,180 people were seemingly unable to get a legal abortion at all. So it's 31,000 people in about six months. It's about 5,000 people a month. Now, if we could come up with a policy, tax policy, imagine if you could come up with a policy that stopped 5,000 murders in a month in, in, in major cities around the country. Certainly, uh, if, if, the, if the left could figure out a way to justify that they've saved 500 lives from changing gun policy, they would do it in a second. But of course, that's not really the way this works now, is it? Uh, people are, of course, claiming uh, that uh, this, is, uh, this is horrible. I was listening to coverage of this, and it's like they act as if the exact opposite is happening. It's, it's as if people are dying instead of living. You know, people, oh my gosh, these people have to travel. They have to inconvenience themselves. You know, they, the, the left will ask you to inconvenience yourself constantly. Do you not want to take a, medic a medication or a treatment? Well, you have to just inconvenience yourself. Oh, well, uh, I want to go to my job. Well, you can't. I just have to inconvenience yourself for a while. Well, I wanted to go see um, my family wedding. Ah, you can't. You can't really do that right now. We're shut down. So sorry about that. You're going to have to inconvenience yourself. Oh, well, I want to go see my dad before he dies in the hospital. Ah, you can't really do that. Sorry. You're going to have to inconvenience yourself. Oh, hey, isn't that my, my uh, business, I've, my family business I've been building over the past several decades. It seems to be burning to the ground over some racism protests. Ah, well, you're gonna have to inconvenience yourself. Racism is really, really important. And on and on and on and on and on and on. How many times have we seen this? The left asks you to do this stuff all the time because of their demands. In every aspect of your life, they're asking you to make a little convenience. Oh, well, you know, sure, your gro groceries cost a little bit more, but come on, we needed to do it for fairness, for equity. Inconvenience yourself. Sure, your daughter just got beat by a guy in her swim meet. Eh, it's a little inconvenience. Don't worry about it. But when it comes to traveling to kill your child, oh, gosh, we can't possibly expect anyone to be that inconvenienced. That sounds terrible. Oh, my gosh. Do you have to? Oh, my gosh. You have to drive how many hours? Oh, my gosh. What an incredible inconvenience. Another measure here is uh, since Roe versus Wade was overturned, 5,377 babies are not aborted every month. That's 5,377 people who are alive that wouldn't be if this ruling did not go through. 20 states have enacted pro-life laws. 13 states completely banned abortion. Um, there's a sort of a 14th there, but 13's a good number. Uh, 61 pro-abortion clinics have been shut down or closed. These are really positive developments. And if you hear the left talk about it, they talk about, well, now they have these crisis pregnancy centers that are trying to convince mothers to have these children. I mean, it's not even worth a convincing. These are the lives of children. It's not even worth trying to talk them out of it. That's, that's a horror show? That inconvenience is too much? The fact that people open clinics for others to willingly walk in and say, hey, I'm having this problem, what should I do? And this, the answer is, I don't think you should kill it. That's, a, that's the horror show we're talking about? 
it's just unbelievable to me that this goes on. And it's unbelievable that they, they treat it as if this is incredible human right. You know, oh, they lost this human right they had for 50 years. First of all, human rights come from God, not from government. And human rights exist since the invention of the human. Okay, they don't come and go every 50 years. That's not the way that works. And people were like, well, that's what I mean. They can't just go away. Well, they didn't exist 50 years before. Okay, the, the, the Supreme Court giveth and the Supreme Court taketh away. If you're going to argue that the Supreme Court gave you the right to have your abortion for those 50 years, you have to be consistent and say, well, the Supreme Court took that right away. It's no longer a right. I understand that's how the Supreme Court interpreted the Constitution for 50 years. The Supreme Court was wrong. Everyone knew the legal reasoning behind the case was wrong. It had nothing to do with the legal reasoning behind the case. Even liberal uh, legal scholars have been telling us this for decades. They might agree with the idea that women should have the right for, to abortion, but they knew that Roe versus Wade was a sham. It always was a sham. It was always awfully written and pathetic. And here we are now in a place where it's been finally, thank God, overturned. And you're seeing a turn in so many of these states. People are realizing, okay, first of all, this isn't a Handmaid's Tale. You know, <laughs> the fact that, I mean, like the states like Florida that are, they have, I think, a 15-week ban now, but they're looking to get the six-week ban in. I can't remember when, when that's going in, or I know the courts have had issues with it as well. But like acting like, you know, the, the, the Handmaid's Tale, did you, did you watch it? Have you read the book? It's not a six-week abortion ban. That's not what it is. There's a little bit more to that story. Uh, it's really a, a difference, uh, and, and I think you're finally seeing some people wake up to this. I believe that long-term, everyone will wake up. Everyone will. I don't know how long that's going to take. Maybe I'm wrong. I have, I have more faith in people than some others. I will say slavery is a good example, a, a good parallel here. For a long, long time, people justified slavery knowing it was wrong. I mean, it certainly didn't make any sense that, oh, well, they're, they have uh, darker skin than us, so we can make them do whatever we want and imprison them for the rest of their lives. They have no free will. That never made sense. Well, just a, as bad an argument is, yeah, we don't really want that person to be alive, so we should be able to end their life. That's not a sane argument either. It's just as insane as slavery was. And over a long period of time, people came together and started saying, wow, that slavery thing was a bad idea. I'm glad we don't have that anymore. I think eventually we get there. We're taking baby steps. At least now we can have the conversation and say, maybe we shouldn't have abortion in every single state. Now we still have it in most states, unfortunately. Uh, maybe what, 20, between 25 and 30% of states have now banned it. Uh, in most cases, not complete bans. I don't think there's a complete ban anywhere in the country. But it is a situation where we are moving in the right direction. We have saved tens of thousands of lives by this one policy change. That's an incredible, incredible thing. It's something that we should be incredibly happy about. It's something that we should celebrate every single year. This is why we've been doing, we do the 6, 24, 22 merch stuff that we have. You know, I just show you this hat every once in a while. This is the hat. Six, it just says 624-22. We've got the mugs and the shirts as well. They just say 624-22. And what will happen when you wear that is someone will walk up to you and they will say, what is 624-22? That date should be ingrained in our memory. That date should be seared into your memory, especially if you're a conservative. I'm shocked at how many people don't realize what it is. 
We know January 6th, a date where a few hundred people ransacked the Capitol for a couple of hours, but we don't know the overturning of Roe versus Wade that's already saved tens of thousands of lives and in the future will save tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions more. We don't know that date. We fought for it for 50 years and we don't know the date 6-24-22. Tomorrow is 6-24-23. Remind somebody that it was the one year anniversary. Celebrate it. It's one of the best things that's happened in this country in a long time. We do a lot of stories about how hope seems to be, you know, slipping from our grasp. But this is a date, this is a, a date that is, is incredible. We should celebrate it. The fact that children, children that will achieve incredible things will be born instead of killed. People that will, uh, will fall in love and create incredible families will be alive to do that later in life instead of killed. And people who suck, people who are annoying, people who cut you off in line at the drive-thru, People who are out there living their lives to your standards or not to your standards. But the fact is that they'll be living their lives. The left has been trying to steal that from them for 50 years. And now it's beginning to be over. I'm guessing that the next time you have to take a flight somewhere, you're not going to try to build your own airplane and fly it. Some things are better left up to the experts. We saw that, you know, maybe with uh, the unfortunate submarine story this week. You know, maybe just don't just do a fly-by-night sort of operation for that type of thing. The same thing, of course, goes for our big financial transactions. When you're talking about buying or selling a home, you need the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's the place to go to find that person. Glenn started this company years ago because he was sick of the hassles of buying and selling homes. And you know what? When you're buying or selling a home with a great real estate agent, it's not a hassle. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the person to help you through that transaction. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Check it out. It's a free service to you. No matter whether you're buying or selling a home, get the best price on both sides and make the transaction go as smoothly as possible. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, I figure it's time to check in with our friends over at Bud Light. How's, how's it going for them right now? Maybe we can tell by their latest ad. Is it going to be super duper LGBTQQIA2 plus? community friendly or will it be back to the women in bikinis uh, version of Bud Light? Let's see. Hey, it's hot. Bud Light on the forehead to cool yourself down. Ooh, the, the pavement's hot. That's what happens in the summer. And now they're walking. It's a heavy keg. And I, she can't close the refrigerator door. Oh, she left her phone on her stomach and now she's got tan lines. Uh-oh. Oh, that guy fell into, into the pool. You see what they're doing here? Oh, there's a cute dog. Uh-oh. There are more Bud Light pictures. It's too windy. It's too windy for that party. This is fat. Oh, oh, he can't get out of that hammock. What's he doing? Oh, no. He fell down. He can't believe it. Oh, that basketball got stuck. Okay, you get the idea. <laughs> they're just like, please don't think of anything when you're listening and viewing this commercial. Please, we beg of you. It's kind of sad. Uh, I will say this is what they should be doing, right? Like that, like it's not a great ad, it's, it's, but showing scenes of summer kind of with a sense of humor. Please drink our beverage. That's all you got to do. 
You, you, just don't insert yourself into every freaking culture war issue. We're not asking you to come to be, to get with us and be like, by the way, we want to make sure drink Bud Light because men are men and women are women. We're, that would be great. I'd accept it. I'd probably start drinking more Bud Light. Uh, but I understand that you're not going to do that because you're trying to appeal to everybody and not everybody agrees with me, even though in reality they all do agree with me. They're not telling you, but they all do. I understand you're not going to do that, okay? Just don't take massive positions. By the way, it looked like maybe Bud Light had finally bottomed out here on their sales drops. Unfortunately, it went down even more. It's down 26.8% now year to year. That's their worst number since all of this began. And I also was thinking, is this hurting other, their other brands as well that have the Bud Light name attached, attached to them? Now, Budweiser sales are also way down. You'd, see, you'd think that. It crossed my mind the other day, though, what about Bud Light Seltzer? You know, Bud Light Seltzer has always been the most inexplicable product to me because like, Bud Light is beer and then you're make, but it's a, they're making a seltzer and it doesn't make any, it never made any sense from the beginning. Well, seltzer sales are down a little bit. They're down about 19.5%, but Bud Light Seltzer is down 55.2%. So just really catastrophe across the entire uh, country. I think a lot of people uh, are now saying, we, we just need to just stop doing this stuff. Stop trying to in, in, invest ourselves in every little political back and forth, every uh, controversial issue. Um, NHL players are not going to wear pride jerseys during their warm-ups anymore. Um, and the, the idea is the right thing. Keep the focus on the game. That Bud Light ad, for as crappy as it was, is what they should be doing. The NHL, play hockey. These are the basics. Uh, if you're a college, maybe teach people important things. And that's why TCU has come to the plate with their new course, The Queer Art of Drag. It's a course requiring students to create a drag persona. And they would say like, oh, they're not going to, we joke and we say, well, you're asking us to tolerate it. Soon you're going to make us do it. Now they're making you do it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, university offering Queer Art of Drag courses. Now, that uh, at TCU, Texas Christian University, not very Christian, not very Texas either. Very university, though. They've nailed one of their three words. And I want to give you this on the gender thing. We talked about um, the Serena Williams, Venus Williams thing that happened in Congress. And I want to take you back now till 2013. Remember, the whole thing was, oh, well, men and women are equal. They, they, you know, there's no difference in, uh, in, in you can't, a man can't beat Serena Williams in tennis. And then uh, Riley Gaines correctly pointed out, well, uh, the 203rd ranked man destroyed both Serena and Venus. But here, you may have missed this. I kind of forgot about it. This is back from David Letterman, 2013. Listen to how far we've come. Here's Serena Williams talking about this. Um, myself and him playing a match and I'm like Andy seriously like are you Amen. kidding me because for me tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports so I'm like if I were to play Andy Murray I would lose 6-0 6-0 in five to six minutes maybe 10 minutes because <laughs> no it's true it's true Honestly, it's a completely really. it's a completely different sport the men yeah. are a lot faster mm -hmm. and me and um they they get, they serve harder, they hit harder. It's just a different game. And I love to play women's tennis. And I, I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna let you kill me. <laughs> Everyone knows it's true. Nobody wants to say it. I guess Serena did back in 2013. But those, don't those, doesn't that feel like another era? Like, it feels like that was 50 years ago. And it was only 10. We're moving very, very fast, boys and girls.
If you're somebody who likes to travel, uh, and maybe you're going overseas at some point in the near future, and you know what the overseas um, healthcare systems look like, you don't want to get involved in that if you can if you can help it. But what happens if you get sick when you're traveling? Well, the Jace case was created for just this purpose, or maybe just for home use. If you can't get a hold of certain antibiotics, this will give you a courses of antibiotics so you can get through those you know basic illnesses that are easy to uh, get rid of. Well. Jace uh, Medical is stepping it up now. They're going past the Jace case. They're now doing Jace Daily. This is a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of emergency. This will cover a whole bunch of medications, uh, things like, you know, for whatever, like cholesterol, uh, diabetes, heart health, blood pressure, mental health. If you're taking a pill every single day, what happens if the supply chains break down and you can't get those medications? We often think about water and food. We're talking about preparation, but we don't think about medications well, with Jace Medical, your order is reviewed by a certified healthcare professional, delivered right to your door. For your sake and your family's sake, you need to be prepared. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code STU at checkout for a discount on your order. It's uh, STU at checkout for jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. It's Jace Daily from Jace Medical. Remember a couple of weeks ago, there was a pretty big fire with a tractor trailer that happened underneath a bridge in Philadelphia, and the bridge was, uh, I-95 was crossing above it. I-95 is the big, you know, uh, interstate highway that goes from, what, Maine to Florida. And, um, you know, it's the big one. It's the big, everything moves on I-95. You're, you're on it all the time if you live in these areas. And it in the middle of Philadelphia, the bridge collapsed. You could see as people were driving over it, it would just go and then just dip down because it was in the middle of collapsing while people were still driving over it. Luckily, no one uh, was uh, on the bridge when it collapsed. Um, but, you know, we saw it collapse and the I think the governor came out and was like, this is going to be, you know, several months until we can get this fixed. You know, we know what the construction's like. Uh, it's going to take a long time. Well, here we are, less than two weeks later, and the bridge is back up. People are going over the bridge right now. Right now, as we speak. It's back up and working. What the hell's going on? We've been told forever that, like, fixing one lane of traffic takes six years. And all of a sudden, in two weeks, they can fix this entire bridge? Well, <laughs> are we being scammed? Because it certainly seemed ridiculous that certain areas of the highways, even here in Texas, where it's pretty efficient, have been being worked on the same exact mile stretch for the past 12 years, but they can fix entire bridges in one week? Is this because no one's driving over it? And I understand that might be part of it, but if that's true, then we should just do that everywhere else. Reroute people for two weeks, fix everything, and then let everybody move on with their lives. I feel like we're all being scammed here. And uh, you wonder why this stuff goes over budget and costs us so much? Because unions get involved and we all wind up having to pay the bill. There's a scam out there, and we're going to hunt it down for you. We're going to start a new segment called uh, Transportation uh, Scam Alert. And we're going to bust up all these unions across the country. You just wait. We're going to get on it, you know, maybe starting next week. I mentioned it earlier. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Six twenty-four, twenty-two. You can get your merch. You got the uh, hats available online. You got the shirts. You got the bumper stickers. You got the mugs. Pick them up. StuDoesMerch.com. StuDoesMerch.com. There you will also find the brand new Anyone But Biden twenty-four T-shirts and mugs as well. If you use the code Stu10 on all the stuff, you can save. 
10% right now. Check it out and have a great weekend. We will uh, see you, I think, on Tuesday is our next uh, show. We'll see you then.